Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, it is Friday morning, uh, September 31st. Or was it October 1st? I can never remember. October 1st. I, October 1st. Okay. I When I did my notes for this, I actually wrote my Friday notes on my Tuesday sheet of paper. So it says September 28th. <laughs> so, um, so October 1st. Wow. Um, hopefully you guys are getting ready for the end of the month and you've already thought about what costumes you might want if you uh, celebrate Halloween. But um, today... Uh, we just want to kind of wrap up our week with Brendan. Um, Brendan, again, thank you so much for being here with us this week. Um, before we delve into Mark and um, our passage for today, just can you um, summarize any big takeaways you've had this week as you've kind of processed through um, the first uh, four days and maybe as you look forward to what we're talking about today, any big picture themes that kind of have jumped out at you? Yeah, um, to me, there's this um, theme through Job and uh, Psalms, Genesis 2, um, maybe even Hebrews of uh, perfection mm. and what, what it means to be perfect, what it means to be complete and whole um, and how we get rescued, you know? So perfection, rescuing, and then also um, vulnerability and unity, oneness. So, I see all those things tied together as Job is labeled perfect, but he's not really perfect until he is, um, he's going, he's has to turn to God, even mm -hmm. in the midst of suffering, you know? Um, and um, same thing with Adam. Adam is perfect, but he's not really perfect until he has to turn to God and receive companionship mm -hmm. from God. And Job yeah. receives companionship from his friends, you know, and from God. And, and Adam receives companionships from Eve and ultimately from God. Um, Psalm 26, you know, David talks about being blameless or even Jesus talks about being blameless, but isn't really perfect until like Hebrews says, he's perfected through suffering mm. and, um, and union with God and invites us, his brothers and sisters through his pioneering to be in union with God as well. So I see all those things kind of tied up together in this. To me, the overall message is, Brendan, don't focus so much on perfection, mm. um, but in your suffering, focus on turning to God. Don't try to like get above it and try to be perfect in the midst of your suffering. Instead, in your suffering, turn to God and let him rescue you and unify you to himself through Jesus. And um Am I vulnerable enough with God to be able to receive help from God and companionship from God in the midst of my suffering? And that's real perfection, I think. And yeah. moving beyond this idea of righteousness as, you know, right and wrong necessarily, but right and wrong always is in context of relationships being whole or broken. Yeah. And, um, and so am I able to hold out right relationship with God in the midst of my suffering or do I turn away and hide? Um, so those are some of the themes I've been noticing okay. from this week. Well, thank you for that. And as I was listening, I thought maybe I should have waited to ask 
at the end of our recording today for you because that's almost a great place just to stop you know the recording and just be done for the week um but we do have one more passage to read and actually um you, you talked about companionship and this this passage kind of um deals a little bit about more about broken uh companionship broken relationships so it'll be interesting to see um, how this ties in as well but we are going to read mark 10 2 through 16 um, so I'll read that, and then we'll um, we'll have Brendan just kind of jump into the conversation. So um, Mark 10, 2. Some Pharisees came and tested him by asking, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? What did Moses command you? He replied. They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. It was because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law, Jesus replied, but at the beginning of creation, God made the male and female. And for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let man not separate. When they were in the house again, the disciples asked Jesus about this. He answered, anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. People were bringing uh, little children to Jesus to have uh, him touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them to the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms and put his hands on them to bless them. So we have really two different ideas, you know, two different stories within this passage. And I think it'd be easy to jump over the first part and just focus on the second part about, you know, the children coming to Jesus. But I feel like we need to talk first about the whole, the first part about, you know, the concept of divorce and how does that fit in with what we've been talking about. So Brennan, as you read this, what kind of, jumped out at you what, what are your takeaways from this passage yeah i'm still trying to get my mind around it because now i've got these big themes <clears throat> rolling around in my head that are um which is what it's supposed to do reading all these scripture yeah. passages together they're supposed to be in concert with one another you know talking back and yeah. forth to each other and it's a really healthy way to read scripture but it's also hard to hold all these things together yeah. but i'm just putting my shoes in the um in the you know feet in the shoes of the Pharisees and maybe not even the Pharisees, because it seems like they're just kind of being facetious with them. Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? Um, I'm trying to put my shoes in the feet in the shoes of somebody who is um, considering a divorce with yeah. their wife. And um, I'm just going to talk about, you know, there's, I'm, I'm going to oversimplify this because there's, I know I've never been divorced and there's mm -hmm. so much complexity around this stuff. Um, yeah, you know, there's, there's all kinds of things to tie into this, but um, I'm, I'm just going to assume that I'm experiencing some suffering in my marriage okay. that I feel, even though I'm married, I feel alone um, that I want something different and um, something's bothering me about this relationships that have been given that I'm experiencing some kind of suffering and our human tendency is to hide when we go into suffering to hide and push away and to, um, to go, you know, get, get rid of the thing that's causing us suffering, which in, I think in this case is the person they're married to. 
you know, mm. that if I just had a different spouse, um, I think I'd be happier. And if I just had somebody who could really, you know, love me better or whatever, but Jesus, um, is perfected through suffering and, yeah. um, and Adam is perfected through companionship, you know, and, um, covenant. And I think we have to let, um, covenant play its pl play out through our suffering. And, um, again, I don't want to speak for every single divorce case. Sure. All right. I, I, I know there's complicated and there's people who are listening to this podcast who are divorced, you know, yeah. and, um, and so I don't, I don't want to say that every single case, but I do want to say that divorce can be an instance where um, people think it's going to be easier by mm. getting out yeah, and that they'll be happier by getting away from the relationship. And I think what Jesus is doing is trying to drive people to consider, mm. have you considered the fact that divorcing is actually going against God's design for how you get through suffering? You get through suffering through covenant and relationship mm. and commitment you don't get through suffering from, from walking away or for hiding. And, um, and I think that's what we're designed, what marriage is designed for is, is supposed to endure stuff that would tear other kinds of relationships apart. So, yeah. So those yeah. are my, my thoughts about this passage. And I think, I think we could make a little bit of a bridge to the little children who demonstrate, um, a, a a counter image of this, mm. you know, you've got these children who know that they are at the mercy, they're at the behest of their parents to live or for adults mm. to live. And um, they are vulnerable. And in this case, they're vulnerable and they are more um, uh, susceptible to all kinds of danger and disease and whatever. Um, they're not uh, people with any kind of privilege and so they suffer more and so at least in their context and so um, I think that's maybe an image of um, trust in the midst of suffering vulnerability in the midst of suffering um, compared to the Pharisees who are talking about entitlement and um, you know right and wrong uh, you know who's right who's wrong and, and how do we sure. get my way so yeah yeah I, I too kind of wrestled with this and I was looking at some other passages where it talks about divorce and, you know, so in Paul's talking about, um, you know, if you are married to an unbeliever and the unbeliever is willing to stay with you, then stay married. But if the, the unbeliever doesn't want to stay with you and walks away, then, you know, divorce is okay. You know, from kind of what I'm getting, what Paul was saying in, in Corinthians. So, you know, there is a time where maybe, um, divorce is okay. Um, uh, that's again Paul's perspective and but I think you know even as you're talking too and and I, I think when, when it, Jesus is talking about God's ideal perfect plan for marriages and um, you know ideally this is what God wants and why he designed marriage but we live in a broken falling world fallen world and sometimes man's sinful nature leads to a situation where divorce may be necessary where you know the well-being of one of the spouses you know their their life is in danger and so um so there might be times that but i think big pictures um oh i know sorry one more thing piece of that is um you know, the whole Moses kind of 
um, you know, said, all right, you can divorce, kind of like move on, you know, just get rid of my wife, move on and kind of a quick, quick, quick thing. And I think maybe our perspective is we have to, we have to say, okay, ideally God wants us to stay married. Um, there may be reasons for it. Uh, but we shouldn't just jump to that as our first response. Like you said, you know, if we're looking, you know, for life to be easier, you know, it, it won't necessarily be easier um, if we're, if we're divorced. So maybe that it's like, well, um, as long as we can fight to re- keep a marriage restore, to restore your marriage, but there might be come a point when um, uh, it has to end. I don't know. Yeah. Um, like Jesus says that, it was because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you the law, meaning God made yeah. provisions um, and exceptions um, for, for this. But the, the heartbeat of God is for covenant relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So now the good, that was the hard part. Now let's talk about the kids. And you already segued there a little bit too, but anything else that kind of came out of that passage, that part of the scripture for you? Um. I mean, I just, I love that the Jesus opens his arms to these kids and, um, and flips the script on even his own disciples. Um, so yeah. And, I, and like I said before, I do think it's a, um, a foil of the Pharisees, people who have no status, no privilege, uh, no choice. A lot of the time being welcomed by Jesus and, um, receiving God's kingdom, um, and uh, just open-heartedly. So I really love that. How about you? Um, Well, I think, you know, it talks about how she said you have to have a faith like a child and it reminds me of the classic children's song, Jesus loves me. You know, this I know for the Bible tells me so. And just why does Jesus love me? The Bible tells me so. That's it. That's the only reason. I mean, (laughs) there's no need to dig any deeper. I think as adults, um, we... We, we muddle the water, muddy the water so much by trying to come up with reasons and justifications. And we, we, you know, this, you know, figures into the conversation, this idea, and we get so sidetracked from the basic message of the Bible because we as adults think too much about it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is saying, look, you know, kids accept me just because the Bible says so. Um, and so that's the faith that we have to have. We just say, hey, Jesus loves me because the Bible says so. I am enough because the Bible says so. I am a brother of Christ because, you know, in in Hebrews, we just read the Bible says so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can get so caught up in our adult brains. Uh, but this is just a good reminder um, that we, we do need to, um, we just need to act more like children in terms of, you know, how do they approach Jesus? I think about, um, for those people who are in, um, who actually show up in attendance at Victory Point. I mean, some of our podcast listeners um, have never come to Victory Point, uh, but whenever we dismiss the kids to kids zone, I mean, they run, they leave their seats and they run to where the kids zone is. And um, it's kind of fun to see because they are so excited to go and hear what God has to say to them in the kid zone. And also it's probably funner there than sitting in church, listening to, to Matt or whatever, but just that excitement for this is what we get to do here at church. Um, is I think a great picture of what we just, you know, are we excited enough? Do we run to Jesus? Um, yeah. Like they do. So. I yeah, know. You know, it's funny is right while we were talking about little children coming to Jesus, Grace, my, my middle daughter, she yeah. just knocked on the door. And my first thought was like, 
no, stay out of here. I'm like, wait, yeah. I'm literally reading a passage about Jesus welcoming the little children. Yeah. So, yeah. Grace, do you want to say hi? Hi. Hi, Grace. Grace, does Jesus love you? Yeah. Yes. Shaking her head. Nodding your head. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about how Jesus loves all the children and wants us to be, everyone to be more like children. Isn't that cool? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brendan, thank you so, so much. Again, I, I probably said thank you 500 times and I, that's not nearly enough, but thank you for taking time um, yeah. to, to record these, uh, to kind of rejoin the, the Victory Point family for a couple hours through the podcast. And uh, next week, I'm sure that um, you know, everybody will be excited to hear from you again. And uh, it's just been a blessing to me to be able to connect with you again this way and, and um, to hear and learn from you again. So thank you for that. Um, Thanks, and I just want to, yeah, I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us this week. Next week, Dwight will be back. Um, and I think he's with Brad Coney and I forgot to check before we start. Um, or maybe it's Travis Brujink. I know he's meeting with those guys over the next couple of months, but Dwight will be here next week. Um, so you can rejoin him as uh, the podcast continues next week. But just as we go, um, just may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he sustain you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may you have a faith like the children to say, Jesus loves me because the Bible says so. And that's good enough for me. Thanks. Have a great rest of your day. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.